the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. So we've been in Luke's Gospel all year. We're coming to the end of this church year. And as a result, at this point in, in the church year, this is actually a reading that comes from Holy Week. Chapter 19 in Luke's Gospel is Palm Sunday, the entry, entry, entry into Jerusalem. And now kind of the stakes are getting higher and higher, which gets us to this particular story. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to Jesus and asked him a question. Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her and so on. And in the same way, all, until, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are given in marriage, but those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. That is the gospel of the Lord. So that's really kind of a challenging reading, the whole, as the kids even picked up on, how, how does that actually work, kind of this made-up story of the Sadducees? Who are they anyway? All, and then Jesus' teachings about eternity and, and resurrection and all of that. So what we found over the years is that sometimes when you're trying to relate some of those ancient stories to nowadays, it works a little better if you do it in character form. And so that's what we're going to do uh, this morning. And uh, actually, this particular vignette that we're going to do, we wrote nine years ago when Pastor Sherry was uh, on maternity leave. And so now Pastor Sherry is about to leave on maternity leave again. And here we are on the same reading. And, you know, back then, across the life at least, it was just John. We didn't have Muriel and we didn't have Josh. So, like, you know, we, we started going to the deep bench at that point. And we wrote this little vignette that included the other Reverend Horner Eibler, Barb, who makes rare appearances in, in public worship, but she made one for this particular vignette, and she's been nice enough to come back for it uh, today. I think all you need to know about this, because it was written nine years ago, was that at that time Lady Gaga had a song that was a big hit uh, entitled Alejandro. You just want to remember that that's going on. And uh, don't worry too much about when this vignette is happening. It's kind of in Bible times, but it's kind of nowadays as well. Just kind of float with wherever the time of the events happen to be. Uh, my wife Barb is playing a therapist, and she happens to be seeing a guy who turns out to be, remember it was a story about seven brothers in the Bible, but this one turns out to be about the eighth brother. Wow. So this is what a therapist's office looks like. I've never been in here before. I wonder what this is going to be like. I, want, I wonder if she's here. Ooh, I hope not. Ooh, I'm scared. Hello. Ah, don't scare me. 
Whoa! Are you her? I don't know. I'm Dr. Golda. Exactly who were you expecting? Well, I was expecting her. The wife. The little angel. Actually, the angel of death. Are you sure you're not her? I think I'm quite sure I'm not her. But tell me more. Let's have a seat. I just don't want to become the eighth. I mean, I, I am the eighth. But I don't want to become the eighth victim. I, like all my other brothers. They were all goners. You look very familiar. Are you sure you're not her? I have never seen you before in my life. I'm quite sure. Okay. You said something about being a victim. All of our narcissistic patients think they're victims. <laughs> Tell me more. I did not say that I am a victim. I said I didn't want to become a victim. Her victim. A goner. The eighth one to... Bite the dust! <sighs> I don't quite yet understand this displaced, random anxiety. <sighs> Listen, lady. Uh, I've yes, got... Dr. Golda, please. <sighs> Listen, Dr. Golda, this is not random anxiety and it's not displaced anxiety. It's about what happened to my seven brothers. It's what happened to Moshe and to Ben and to Ehud and Yitzhak and, and to, to Abraham and to Saul. <sighs> And to Alejandro. Alejandro? That doesn't sound Jewish. My mom, she had like this Lady Gaga thing going when, when he was born. Okay. And, and, and besides, it's, it's, it's about my seven brothers because they all married the same woman. Wow, I thought I had heard it all. This is new. Uh, well, no, no, I don't think it's—I don't think it's what you're what you're thinking. See, uh, amongst our people, you know, we we have this thing from Moses called Leveret Law, and the idea of that is is is, is if a if a man dies but leaves no living heir, then if he has a brother, the brother is supposed to marry the wife and have an heir with her, and then that keeps the name alive of the one who had died in the first place. And in our family, it just happened to be seven brothers. <sighs> okay, you have seven brothers. I had seven brothers. Had is the opera word here. Once they all met little Miss Sunshine, boom, they were gone. And it all started with Moshi? No, it all started with Alejandro. He was the oldest one. My mom, you know, back then. She got over it eventually, the whole Lady Gaga thing. But Alejandro, I mean, he, he fell in love with her. And then he did everything right. They went to the rabbi and did all the premarital counseling. They planned the service. And then he was such a romantic that, like, he didn't even want to say some of the vows. Ah, uh, he had commitment issues. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Yeah, I see that very often in my field. Uh, well, I don't think it's what you think it is. He had, like, over-commitment issues. He was so in love with her that, that, that he said, I'm not going to say until death do us part because our love is eternal. Oh, that's sweet. Sweet. Maybe that's how she did it. She put some sweetener in the poison that she bumped him off with. All I know, people, is that Alejandro, one day, he's there with his big Jewish wedding, and then the next day, boom, he's gone. He never had a son. He didn't have time to order takeout, much less have a son. He's gone. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, so then my next brother, Moshe, he decides he should, he should do his duty, and, and she, he marries her. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he's trying to keep the good Jewish name of Alejandro alive. And faster than you can say bar mitzvah, he was a goner. And then it was just one after another. So 
Ben, Ehud, oh, yeah. Yitzhak, yeah. Chaim, Saul. Oh, Saul. Saul was the, that was the hardest one because he was, he was like number seven. He'd seen what happened to all of his other brothers. And, and you know, I, I, I mean, the rabbi, the rabbi even changed how the vows ended. Instead of being until death do you part, it was until next weekend. I mean... <laughs> Alejandro, everything that he tried to do was to like, how can I be closer to her? All Saul was worried about is, how can I get away from her? Oh, Saul. And now you're afraid you're next. Don't even mention it. Like, she doesn't know that I exist. Because I, I have to admit, I've been a little bit of a prodigal son along the way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's in Luke chapter 15. We're in Luke chapter 20 today. <laughs> Don't go theological on me. Besides, I didn't say I was the prodigal son. I just said I was kind of a prodigal son. I've always done some things that were a little sketchy that my family wasn't super supportive of. But more recently, once my brothers started falling like dominoes, now my mom says from a distance, it's fine, stay where you are, live a full life, give me some grandchildren, you know. So what is it that you're doing? Dr. Golda, uh -huh. you, you know how our, our people, when we came into the promised land, how it was flowing with milk and, and honey? honey. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that if you take a little honey and just kind of sprinkle it over ham and then bake it, how delicious it is? Oh, I operate the honey-baked ham franchise in the Roman garrison city of, of Caesarea. But ham isn't kosher. I know, my whole family knows that. I mean, it was just a way of making some money, but now it's kind of like being in the Jewish witness protection program. It's keeping me away from her. It's awesome. So why, why exactly did your brothers die? I thought a lot about that. I mean, no husband's perfect. Oh, believe me, I know that. <laughs> It's not what I meant. It's, it's just that I've, I've spent time thinking about all the possibilities. She cooked a meal, the same meal, every day, day after day. And they died out of boredom. Right, I've, I've heard that one already. No, that, that is not it. Um, she was too hot. Uh, I, I think she's too young to be in menopause. Menopause? What's that? Oh, we're in Bible times right now, right? You don't know that term yet, do you? Well, just kind of keep that one under wraps for a couple of centuries yet. I, I think... I, do you really want to know? I do. I think, it's actually, I think it's actually a plot device by which the Pharisees just ask Jesus a trick question. Pharisees or Sadducees? Oh, right, Sadducees. Yeah. Should I tell you about them? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about the Sadducees. Hey. So the Sadducees, like, they're these guys who ran the temple, right? And, and, and Jesus was the one who went in and overturned the tables of their money changers messing up their system. So they were a little ticked off with Jesus, and so they decide, we're going to lay this story on him, and we are going to trick him, and we are going to win this debate. And, and, and then if that was it, that would kind of ruin the rest of the premise of this vignette. And so we're just keeping it going as if it all actually happened. But... Yeah, whether you're in the Bible story or now, uh, Jesus had some really important things that he was trying to teach those Sadducees. And what was that? 
Well, think about that. Have, uh, the Sadducees believed there was no resurrection. Once you die, boom, you're gone. I mean, do you know people like that nowadays? I think you probably know people who think hey, once you're dead, you're gone. How do you talk to somebody like that about meaning or purpose or eternity? I don't know. Can you? I think you can't. Because you just stick to the stuff that Jesus always talked about, which was family and relationships and love, and how you, you give your heart away in love, which, when you think about it, is really kind of irrational. I mean, to give your heart away like that, I mean, why would you, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you? It's kind of crazy to do it. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, though. God does it all the time. I mean... God is love. God creates so that God can love. And, and, and time, same thing. We're always like trapped in understanding the past, understanding the future. God's name is just I am. God's just like right now. And so God just wants us focused on love right now with the people around us. It's, it's what makes us real. So there's no time limit on God's love. Well, that's Jesus. He's like, no limits. For the Sadducees, they were trying to limit the love, the love to like this one period in time. And, and he's saying, no, God's, God's love is so much bigger than that. And the Pharisees, they were trying to limit it to like a certain group of people. And, and Jesus was saying, no, I mean, it's for everybody, it, it, including the tax collectors and the sinners and, and the prostitutes. They're all included. God is a no limits sort of God. Like marriage. You mean that whole love thing? Yeah. Well... Technically, I, I think he said that, you know, marriage is like more of a human institution and in eternity, God's love is all that's really going to matter. So if I was married to somebody that I really loved, I'm not connected to them forever? Well, in your case, God might make an exception. Uh, <laughs> But I, I think in general what Jesus is just trying to say is that God's love and eternity are so awesome, but they're also really incomprehensible, and we probably just shouldn't put a lot of energy into trying to figure out something that we should just accept as a great gift. Hey? So back to my question. Yeah? Why do you think your brothers died? Ooh. Well... The Bible story doesn't say. All I know for myself, though, is wherever my sister, 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 sister-in-law is, I don't want to be. I think that makes sense. I can understand that. Anything else you want to share? Um, well, as long as we still have a little time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what gives with the Sadducees, after all? I mean... Uh, they were upset with Jesus. They could have like talked about it, but instead they like tried to trick him and put him in a trap just so that they could win. What gives with that? People still do that. Rather than communicating with each other, we're like always just trying to win and trick each other. We're better than that. And the other thing that's really cool about this story is, is Jesus' way of saying this whole, this whole Leverett Law thing makes no sense. Like, you don't evaluate a relationship on the basis of zero kids, one kids, two kids. Kids are not an evaluation instrument for the success of somebody's relationship. And three... Uh, hey, hey, hey. It's like you don't know how to keep it short. <laughs> how long are you going to go on? I thought of a third thing while I was talking, okay. Dr. Golda. Hey, can I just, like, call you Golda? 
Well, Golda's actually my last name. Barbara's my first name. Hmm. Barbara. It's kind of a nice ring to it. So, like, I don't know how this whole therapy thing works, but, like, I don't know, when you get off work, you want to grab a bite or something like that? I'm sorry. I'm really very happily married. Ah. My husband has his issues. <laughs> He's kind of excitable. Hmm. He can't talk without his hands. Got a big nose, but... He's really a keeper. Wow. He's a... <laughs> all choked up. <laughs> he's a... I think he's a pretty lucky guy. But you, the eighth brother? Yeah. You're a goner. What? No, no, no. Where is she? Did you see her? Keep her away oh, from oh, me. Wait, Stop her. Sorry. False alarm. I read the script wrong. You're not gone. You're just done. 